Welcome to self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. What does it mean to be self-sufficient? It's the longest relationship you'll ever be in. Hi everyone. You're listening to Self-Sufficient and this is your host, Mahela. Welcome to my podcast where I will be taking you on a journey of improving your relationships, starting with the most important, the one with yourself. Now, you're probably thinking this is going to be a serious podcast about some serious topics. And while you're not far from the truth, my friend, it's also not that deep. Because let's be honest, we're all here trying to figure life out. None of us really know what they're doing. And we just need to start making fun of ourselves and stop taking life so seriously. With February being the month of love, I couldn't think of a better time to start a podcast about relationships. It's also my birthday month and I'm turning 30 this year, which is crazy. That's three with a zero. My mental age is still three. I don't have a clue what's going on. If anyone's got the manual, please hand it over. Don't be selfish. Anyway, I'm very excited about entering a new decade and seeing what comes with it. But I think I'm more excited about the podcast being an Aquarius baby, just like me. And as we all know, we're a special breed. I really want to make the podcast as insightful and valuable as possible. But it also wouldn't be me if there isn't some humor thrown in there for good measure. And if there's anything I learned on my journey as a content creator on social media, it's that being authentically yourself is the best way to stand out because there's no competition. No one else can be you. And that's the kind of superpower I like to tap into. Can I just say a huge thank you to each and every one of you who supported me on this journey? I don't think there would be a podcast without you. And I really appreciate your patience with me on this project. I know it's taken me a while to get the podcast out to you guys, but I'm very excited to be creating a different kind of conversation that allows us to connect on a much deeper level. Before I tell you a bit more about the podcast and dive into today's episode, let me quickly introduce myself to those of you who don't know me. My name is Mahela and I am a fashion and lifestyle content creator based in London and I'm on a mission to change the way we relate to others, starting from within. There's so much I can bring to the table, like a sprinkle of trauma, a history of dating toxic men, and a milkshake that brings all the six-foot, emotionally unavailable boys to the yard. <laughs> Just kidding, they're not even six-foot. If this sounds like you, then we already have a lot in common. And if I can change my patterns, then so can you. And I know exactly how to help you. So keep listening. Okay, so what is the true essence of the Self-Sufficient Podcast? I like to think of it as a tool that allows you to look inward and figure out exactly who you are. It's about peeling off all the unnecessary layers until all you're left with is the truest, most authentic version of you. I want you to be able to approach connections as a whole human being instead of expecting other people to complete you. And in order to do that, you have to look into the darkest corners of your soul and start falling in love with the broken pieces. Because the only way to allow true love to enter from outside is to learn how to give it to yourself in the first place. If you don't believe that you're worthy of your own love and acceptance, 
how the hell are you going to allow another human being to love and accept you for who you are? Because if you don't work on whatever limiting beliefs are stopping you from receiving love in a healthy way, you'll just keep sabotaging every opportunity for a healthy connection that presents itself because you simply don't believe that you deserve it. And you'll just keep going back to your old patterns and your old behaviors because they feel familiar and safe, regardless of being self-destructive. Self-sufficient is about working towards feeling happy, whole, and healed, and mastering the art of being alone without feeling lonely. Because let's be honest, it's better to be alone than in the wrong company. Self-sufficient was born out of my own struggle to understand myself and finally learn what it takes to have healthy relationships with people around me. I have been able to attract some incredibly self-aware people who are committed to their own growth and healing. And I'm extremely lucky to be able to bring these people on the podcast and have the opportunity to create a platform where they can share their stories with you so that you can find guidance and answers for your own journey. I am a huge believer in the power of storytelling and it was actually through hearing other people's stories that I started questioning my own reality and began uncovering the reasons why I felt so miserable in my life. In the upcoming episodes, I'm excited to bring guests who are going to talk about the challenges that they have faced in their life and relationships, cutting through all the noise and getting real, raw and vulnerable. Together, we'll cover topics from modern dating to the importance of self-confidence and authenticity in healthy relationships and everything in between. I will also be delivering some solo episodes where I will share chunks of my own story and personal struggles and how I've dealt with them in the past. You can also expect to hear some really honest and candid thoughts about the self-love industry and what were the things that actually helped me on my healing journey. Whether you're single or in a relationship, this podcast is for you if you're constantly finding yourself in situations, whether that's with friends, family, romantic partners, or at work, where you don't feel appreciated regardless of how much effort you put in. And I have to warn you, this podcast might be the reason you start walking away from these situations. And if that's the case, I'm going to have to apologize to whoever is going to lose you, but it's time to level up. And because the journey to loving yourself often starts with a broken heart, in today's episode, I wanted to share the three things that no one tells you about heartbreak. Like, why does it feel as if we're physically hurting? And what were some of the things that made a difference when I was grieving the loss of my past relationship? I recently posted a video on TikTok about heartbreak, and it literally exploded. I had no idea that so many of you are going through heartbreak right now and it's honestly so painful to know that so many of you are struggling but as someone who recently got over an eight-year relationship with the person I thought I was going to marry and have kids with I wanted to tell you that it does get better. And while the emotional pain that comes from heartbreak is one of the most difficult things to get through, I can assure you that there's so much growth that comes from it. And I know this is going to sound cliche, but if it wasn't for heartbreak, I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast if I didn't go through this heartbreak and if I didn't know that I can help you get through it as well. Today marks exactly two years since the day I walked away 
from an emotionally abusive relationship long after its expiry date. I left that relationship two days before Valentine's Day and five days before my 20th birthday. And even though I had been preparing for this moment for almost a year, I completely fell apart. The person I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with was no longer a part of it and I had no idea who I was without him. I spent months crying in my bedroom, staring at the ceiling, trying to make sense of it all. My days were just blending into one and I remember walking around the streets of London on my own and desperately trying to feel something other than pain. It was like a part of me left with that person and all I could feel was this emptiness inside. Did I think I can make it without going back like I had done so many times before? I had no clue but I owed it to myself to at least try and get myself out of that situation. I owed it to the person I wanted to become at the time and the person I am today is so thankful to pass me for choosing to stay strong and have the courage to walk away from a situation that wasn't only toxic but it was also harmful to my mental health and my physical health as a result of that. I still, to this day, experience irregular heartbeat when I'm stressed and it all started when I was in that relationship and this is not something a lot of people talk about. The connection between the mental and the physical and how being emotionally unwell can manifest into actual physical illnesses because that would mean taking responsibility of the issue and working on fixing it yourself and let's be honest sometimes it's just easier to go to the GP or a pharmacist and ask for a prescription but what a prescription does is it deals with the symptoms it doesn't get underneath the surface and to the root cause of the issue so the problem will keep coming back unless you're willing to dig deeper and discover where it actually started But the fact that you're listening to my podcast right now tells me that you're willing to own your shit and work towards becoming the best version of you. Because the only way to attract healthy partners into your life is by becoming one yourself. You know, build your own table and decide who gets to sit around it instead of waiting for someone else to invite you to sit at theirs. Because you're the main character of your own story and you get to decide who has access to your table. And I feel like a lot of you will find this unfair, but the only way to experience the best version of yourself is by at some point being the worst version of yourself. Because otherwise, how are you going to know the difference? Getting to the top of a mountain by starting at the bottom and walking all the way up feels totally different than jumping into a helicopter and flying to the top of that mountain. Yes, the views might be the same, but the reward you get from doing the work yourself is on a completely different level. And I'm sure you would agree that heartbreak feels like being at your absolute worst. It's like hitting rock bottom, but it's also the biggest catalyst for growth because once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. But it's a long and painful process and it can feel very lonely. And that's one of the things I wish someone told me about heartbreak is that you don't just wake up healed one day. There's no timeline. Healing is a process and you just have to learn to be patient with yourself when you're grieving a relationship. 
Because you're not just grieving that relationship, you're grieving your past life. You're also grieving the life that you thought you were going to have with that person. You're grieving the loss of your best friend and all the memories you made together. And coming to terms with the fact that your life is going to turn out completely different to how you envisioned it with that person. But let me tell you, that's not a bad thing because your life is going to turn out so much better. The fact that things fell apart and you didn't end up with that person is a sign that there's someone so much better out there for you. And you've just simply outgrown the version of yourself that was compatible with them. In order to experience the real glow up that comes after a breakup, you have to allow yourself to feel every single emotion that comes with it. And sometimes you might experience positive emotions as part of a breakup, but most of the time they will be negative and you just have to accept that this is part of the process. And instead of trying to keep yourself overly busy with other things like most people will advise you these days after a breakup, I encourage you to sit down with your emotions and feel every single one of them. Something that really helps me process emotions in real time is journaling. So go grab a pen and paper and start writing down exactly how you feel every single emotion. You don't need to make sense of things right now. You just need to write them and reflect. What journaling does is it encourages opening up and creates awareness, which is what you need if you want to start dealing with your emotions in a healthier way. Running away from them is not going to solve anything because trust me, they will eventually catch up with you. And again, remember to be patient with yourself in the process and don't compare your journey to anyone else's because it might take another person three months to get over a breakup and that doesn't mean that it has to take you three months as well. You're on your own timeline and how long it takes you to get over that breakup will depend entirely on your own circumstances. How long you were in that relationship, what's your history, what kind of person you are and even the way you were brought up. As I mentioned earlier, I was in a relationship for eight years and for the last year of that relationship, I was actually preparing to leave. So you would think that when you get to the actual breakup and you've known for a whole year that you're going to end the relationship, you're kind of over it by the time it comes. But no, that's not the case. I still needed another two years to get to a place where I feel fully healed and happy. And I know and I've seen people who can emotionally check out of a relationship before it's over. But I don't know if it's healthy. And I certainly don't know if it works for everyone. So again, I encourage you to do what's right for you. You're the only person who knows what's best. Focus on your own journey, take each day as it comes and don't let anyone tell you how you should or shouldn't do things when it comes to your own healing. Another thing no one really mentions when talking about breakups is that you can be the person who ended the relationship and still be heartbroken. Just because you initiated the breakup, it doesn't mean that you don't feel any pain. And I'm not really sure where the misconception comes from, but sometimes people end relationships not because they want to, but because they know that the other person isn't the right person for them. You can love someone deeply and still choose to let them go because holding on to them is only going to cause more harm. Sometimes being the one who ends the relationship simply means that you choose the pain of leaving it over the pain of settling for it. 
One of the most annoying questions you can get asked when you're healing from a breakup is, are you still not over it? And I did have friends ask me that. And honestly, if someone in your circle is going through a breakup right now, please don't ever ask them that question. It's just very insensitive and it shows that you don't really care about them. Instead, maybe just listen to them. Ask them if there's anything you can do to help or just sit with them in silence. Sometimes that's all we need, just to know that you're there. We don't need any words of encouragement. We've got that. It's just nice to know that you care. And the third thing that no one really tells you about heartbreak, and I feel like a lot of you will be able to relate to this, is how excruciatingly painful it feels. The truth is that the emotional part of a breakup and physical pain have one thing in common. They activate the exact same part of the brain, which is why grieving a relationship can actually feel like you're in physical pain at times. And although the brain doesn't process physical and emotional pain in the same way, research suggests that the experience of the two can feel almost identical. It's also quite common to feel physically ill post-breakup And that's because your body is releasing cortisol, which is linked to stress. And cortisol can be incredibly useful in times of danger because it activates our fight or flight response. But when there isn't actual danger or anything to run from, cortisol can leave us with some unpleasant side effects. Our muscles can end up feeling tight and sore producing aches and pains. And if you feel like you've been hit by a truck, then this might be why. Losing a relationship can make you feel incredibly confused and leave you questioning your own identity because for however long that relationship lasted, your identity was tied to this other person. And now that this is no longer the case, you're trying to figure out who you are on your own, which is why I always encourage people to be their own person, even if they're in a relationship with someone. Keep in touch with your friends, have your separate interests and hobbies and enjoy doing things by yourself. It's not going to harm your relationship the only thing it can do is help it. But I also know that regardless of how hard you try to have a separate identity, when a relationship ends and the world that you built with that person is taken away, you're naturally going to be left feeling very confused and distressed. And those feelings are totally normal and valid. But I need you to remember that you're not alone. You can always reach out to friends, family, or seek professional help. I personally went into therapy for three months after my breakup, and I feel like it was such an important step in my healing journey. The good thing about therapy is that you can talk to someone whose job is to listen to you, and that way you don't feel like a burden, because a lot of the time when you try to share with friends, you do feel like it might be getting too much, and you get self-conscious even if that's not the case even if your friends are very supportive and they want you to share with them and they want to help you the thing about friends is that they will always have your side and instead of saying things that you need to hear they will say things to make you feel better which is why if you want someone impartial to give you advice it's best to go to a therapist Some of the other things that really helped me in the process of healing my broken heart were physical exercise and learning how to really take care of myself. I started saying no to things that didn't feel right and yes to things that made me feel excited. I tried out new hobbies, I went traveling solo, I lived in Rome for a month and traveled around Italy, met so many amazing people and that's to this day 
the best thing I've ever done for myself, but I'll tell you more about it in another episode. Um, And this is exactly how you form a new identity after you break up with someone. (laughs) I mean, thank God we live in the era of Miley Cyrus and we can all buy ourselves flowers and hold our own hand. So go on, girlfriend, you know exactly what to do. I want to conclude today's episode by saying that there are so many things you can do that will help you in the process of healing your broken heart. It's a miserable feeling being heartbroken, but the thing is there are so many tools out there that can help you and guide you towards ways of feeling better and allowing you to be proactive in your recovery. You don't have to sit there and wait for your heart to feel whole again, although sometimes it's a good idea to just be by yourself and do nothing and accept whatever feelings come up. But there are things that you can do that will allow you to feel better and help you on your healing journey. And remember, healing comes in waves and you just have to ride them. When you're at the top of that wave and you're feeling good about yourself, enjoy that moment. Because the next thing you know, a wave of grief hits you. And when that happens, just allow yourself to feel the sadness and the pain and be open and vulnerable about that feeling. There's so much strength in that. I want to make self-sufficient a space where we feel safe to show up as our authentic selves and look for guidance and help in navigating relationship challenges. So if you found today's episode useful, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at selfsufficientpodcast and don't forget to share this episode with someone you think might benefit from listening to it. Whether that's someone you love, someone from your family, your community or your friendship circle. Thank you so much for tuning into the first ever episode of Self-Sufficient. I'm so happy to have you as part of the community. I can't wait to hear your thoughts, so make sure you share them on social media and tag me so I can see. Feel free to send me a DM if you have any suggestions. I can't wait to hear from you. And don't forget to come back next week for another episode of the podcast. 